0: Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and the callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox.
1: Oh, snap into it!
2: See what I got here, Alan? I do. You see this?
1: We were just talking about working out.
2: And yes, I make a Randy,
1: Randy Savage voice, and you just don't even care. Because he was a wrestler.
2: Yeah. Okay. He doesn't... I don't think he works out anymore.
1: No, he's dead. Anyway. Have you ever even played a wrestling Is game? it too
2: awkward if I tell our listeners that we were talking about our rib cage sizes? No, not at all. Not for you.
1: No, because you and I, were like a one and a zero. Right? Me, I'm like tall, lanky. It's kind you of like, are like, beat the crap out of anyone who walks near you kind of, like, guy.
2: I'll accept that.
1: Yeah. And it's nice, because, you know... I'll I'll refrain from
2: using my Laurel and Hardy analogy, then.
1: Well, wait a minute. Aren't Laurel and Hardy, like, skinny versus fat? Yeah. Because you're not fat. I don't think anyone would qualify you as fat. Fair enough. You are just built, like, a a brick
2: house. But you're, like, like tall and thin, right? And compared to you, I'm a little bit shorter and a little bit wider.
1: Well, that's definitely true, yes. I just don't want to give the perception that it's because you're fat
2: i i um but this is what i was talking about if, if like, i cared i'd say thank you yeah.
1: no but see, see i've been thinking about working out a lot lately because i've we talked about i think how i'm running and whatever now yeah. and and
2: you know you gonna start juicing
1: pushing up during the day uh no not gonna juice although i don't know if you heard 60 minutes this weekend no big old like reveal of how lance armstrong is a big d-bag who's been lying all these years and like
2: did it, did it finally come out <clears throat>
1: Well, there's always been claims, and he's always just rejected them, but right. now, like, one of his key teammates was giving a lot of detail and a lot of just straight up, yep, I was doing it, he was doing it, we were all doing it. In fact, I won the gold medal for the U.S. a few years ago. Here it is. Uh, I give it back. And he gave it back to the, like, world doping committee or something. Or Yeah, he just gave his, his gold wow. medal back this week. I've, I've actually
2: year. read quite a bit about that topic, and it seemed, I mean, for... As lovable as Lance Armstrong is, and everybody loves him, right? It's, he's like almost untouchable. I, I always thought I don't that like him was, anymore
1: because he apparently was a big liar. Yeah,
2: I, there was from from the evidence that I saw, which was purely through stories. It seemed quite convincing to me that uh, he was very likely. Well, anybody who rode a bike doping, that. doing the doping, yeah. yeah. So,
1: uh, anyway, so we were talking yeah. about about the working out. So I don't and,
2: I don't need to do dope to. No the things i do in my life
1: i agree those those are not my goals uh you know to beat everyone else just to beat what i've been doing but but anyway i was thinking to myself about how you and i must be physically built differently because i don't know i don't think with any amount of working out and even doping could i could i get to be built in the way that you are built i think you could it's just your forearm is as big as my head
2: i've had a lot of practice with my forearm (laughs) not in that
1: way (laughs) okay Well, so in your hands, the copy of Dirt 3, which you bought probably 10 minutes ago.
2: Yes. And and why was it so easy for me to just walk into the store and pick up a copy a minute later?
1: Because nobody's buying that game. That's right.
2: Because nobody's buying it because PS3, PSN is down still. You think that has an effect on game sales? Well, I'm just guessing. I I I think it does. I don't know if it has an effect on that game. I thought it was ironic that they had a display for the 360 version, but I had to actually go back into the stacks. Oh, that's fine. To fish uh, the PS3 one out.
1: So do you want to tell me where you went to buy it?
2: it well, it was Best Buy. Oh, okay. I, I hate to go there, but I'm a creature of convenience. It seems
1: there are actually no good choices these days. You know, I tried to go to Play and Trade the other day, but yeah. I picked Easter to do it, and they were closed. <laughs> Lame. Yeah, so I ended up at GameStop. Yeah. Um. And, and why did I get this game? Well, because it's the only other game that works with your steering wheel, I bet. That's correct.
2: Yeah. That's exactly right. So this is game number two that uh, works with my steering wheel.
1: So this guy right here, we've talked to you about how he's building a chassis, and uh, he's finished it. I was there. I was there upon completion.
2: I've I've finished it. It's been a long journey. It's got a a, a real BMW seat on it. That's right. Uh, built to
1: exactly spec your actual BMW car. It's not. It's not the same seat though. It's not a seat from your car, right?
2: No. It's from a. It's from an older three series.
1: Okay. But you have you have the new three or the newer.
2: I have a newer. Yeah, newer generation vehicle. Okay. Not the newest. This thing, though,
1: let me tell you, it is rock- It is built like Ara.
2: <laughs> you enjoyed it. You enjoyed your trial run.
1: You know, it uh, it was good. I mean, I'm still not a big fan of the of the driving games, especially you know the Super Sim style. I might yeah. like Dirt Three a little bit more. I'm
2: curious how you would uh, find this game actually. Like, I'm thinking back to the days of Destruction
1: Derby on the original PlayStation.
2: Yeah. Like, That was fun. Well, you have to use the brake pedal. I mean, you still have to do that. Uh, yeah. So if you're if you're, if, with that. if you're not accustomed to that, it'll you'll have some problems.
1: Well, you know what will be fun is, may, no, you know what the steering wheel probably won't work on uh, on Wipeout HD Fury or whatever. It's it called,
2: does have right? an emulation mode, so it will work, but the force feedback component of it will be off. Okay. And I actually okay. haven't attempted to play it in. Uh, but what the if the game worked yet?
1: with the Gran Turismo three wheel, which was also force feedback? Nothing. Okay. By the way, I have like two of those wheels. Because that was
2: like a Logitech wheel? Yeah. yeah. Totally different firmware, totally different company, totally different software. Everywhere. I wonder
1: if I should bring that over to Phoenix from my parents' basement.
2: To so see the difference? No, just to have it. Just to have it? Well... it would
1: work on today's games.
2: Right? Only, only you can decide.
1: Yeah. It's far away. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so this guy's chassis for his steering wheel... Is, uh, it's built, built like you, man. It's, he I'm, actually, like I'm
2: actually more impressed about how impressed everybody else is than anything else.
1: You're having a lot of people over every day to check it out?
2: Cause not so much that, but uh, I don't know. I, just, <clears throat> I don't go on Facebook that much, but I'm trying to do a little PR for this project. So you know, I'm advertising it in a few places. I like that. You have
1: absolutely nothing to gain from from advertising this thing. Right pure
2: here. megalomania. Yeah. Nothing more. And so... I've never received so many expletive comments in my life.
1: Well, you know, it it is it is well put together, and it's got some serious wing nuts. So that it does. You might just say it has a lot of nuts.
2: It does have many nuts. Yeah. All right. Well. More nuts than most people can handle.
1: We've got about four minutes, uh, in which we can actually talk about some games, for a little bit
2: of time. A little here's, bit. I'm not here's, for much. You know what? I got this. Okay. So like, I first of all. I'm opening Dirt 3, right? Just open it for the first time. You can hear it. So we got this VIP pass.
1: That's the part that's the uh, you can't sell this game used proof.
2: I don't feel like a VIP because I have to go to the website and put it in and then follow on-screen instructions to then get another code and then input that code into the PSN. This is a little bit vexing. Because...
1: It doesn't even give you a straight-up code? You have to go get a
2: code It gives first. me... It, I have a code that will lead to another code, and then that code I have to input. Oh, that's funny. This... This... I don't like this, because they're gonna... I bet you they're going to spam me for some kind of personal information when I go into this site. Probably. And I'm just gonna tell them I live on 123 Fun Lane, as I usually do. Yeah. And another thing... I'm a 1313
1: 13 Mockingbird Lane guy, but yeah. I don't know if everyone yeah. understands that.
2: I, Fu- I live in Fun City. So... Man, this man, these manuals are getting thin, right? This one is literally seven pages.
1: Well, you know what? I, I want to go back to this VIP pass thing. What's great is you're referred to as a VIP. Well, that's what they say. It's my VIP pass. You are a VIP, but VIP would imply that you are somehow a subset of the general population of peas. Yes. So you are very important person relative to all of the people who might play this game the Ps. literally every person are the used game oh, wow, buyers we, we said literally twice already all right so literally every person who owns this game right now every single one of them it is a vip is a vip
2: unless they bought it used impossible i bet you somebody has returned this game today somebody somewhere in the united States. i don't America.
1: think anybody <laughs> has returned it and then and pulled
2: that thing out right bought it
1: Sold that thing out, sold it back, and then resold the game to someone.
2: Somebody somewhere thought that this was a gardening simulation and was very disappointed and <laughs> returned it in disgust. So
1: every person who buys it right now is a VIP, which, I mean, maybe that's why you're important, because yeah. you bought it on day one. I don't
2: I don't really know. think I'm a VIP. Not when it comes to Dirt 3.
1: By the way, I love the fact that you uh, go to the store to buy your own company's uh, games.
2: Yes. Well, can't wait, so... <laughs> yeah. It's a price you pay for convenience.
1: For the record, THQ didn't make this game, just published it.
2: THQ just announced yesterday that they were, actually today, that they were publishing it and it came out today. And this was really interesting because Codemasters, I mean, Codemasters makes top-notch games. But But, apparently somehow they never published their own. I don't remember if they used to have a publishing arm here and it closed down because there just wasn't enough volume to support it. Or if they've always had other people publish theirs. That was really bad. (laughs) Wow. Ruined our mics. Oh my God. Stand by. No, that's don't worry about it, man. We'll uh, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. I'm sure Norm is totally on it. How did that? How did this even happen? Because uh, now like everything sounds different. Don't worry about it. We got a whole break
1: coming up in like 30 seconds.
2: Yeah. This is this is where this is great radio
1: right here. Yeah. All right. So, Dirt Three, you have yet to play it. That's that's unfortunate. So we can't actually talk about it.
2: So I actually – there's um, there's something interesting about this manual that I have a related story about, right? Okay. So EA just announced – actually, not just, but recently. A few that, weeks ago. Yeah, that they said, okay, no more manuals. We're going green, right? We're going green, like as if that's actually the reason.
1: Well, it's green as in money in their pocket.
2: Right. They're going, <laughs> <laughs> they're going green by saving money. And I'm I'm slightly incensed by the way that they've publicized this because they're basically saying that, you know, well – yes, we want to support more environmentally friendly production of games. No, you don't. You want to save money. And it's a good cost-saving measure because most people don't read manuals. And I actually don't think that the paper manual is necessarily the best way to convey how a game works in a game. So I think it's a good idea, but, I mean, come on. EA, at least, I mean, can you turn off the PR monster for just a half of a second and just say we're just doing it to save money? I mean, is that so bad?
1: Um, do you think anyone would actually do that? Like, are you just speaking to the crowd for no good reason? Here's the
2: thing, is that, you know, consumers are getting very savvy. And as you know, savvy consumers are very resistant to things that they understand as being untrue. Dude, these same consumers are buying things by the buttload
1: online with no physical box, CD, DVD, or instructions, or anything. So, I don't think they're concerned about instruction manual at all.
2: No, I'm not saying they're worried about that. I'm just saying that you know if if EA just came clean and said we're doing this because we're saving money because that's the real reason, I think that it would actually be better a better PR position than them trying to frame it as we're doing this for environmental reasons.
1: But then they wouldn't be able to take take a tax break for it. If they announce it as going green, then they can just they yeah, can, uh, I don't it.
2: know, I don't know about that tax break. I don't know about those. yeah, actually I'll tell you one room. thing for sure. the yeah. money <laughs> they're saving, off of printing the manuals, or not printing the manuals, those savings are not getting passed on to us. Well, that's true. But you know, it's funny in the case of Dirt 3, you
1: still have a manual. It's just essentially a non-manual. Yeah. Right. There was something it's, there. Yeah. But it was it was what eight pages.
2: Right. It was and just didn't a,
1: even tell you whether or not it worked with your steering wheel.
2: No. And so I'm just going to have to hope that it does.
1: Yeah. But this the idea of the VIP pass, and it, like the fact that they don't even tell if it works with the steering wheel, it it's indicative to me of something, that they're just not taking the care and what's weird is, Codemasters is known for taking care with their games,
2: right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a niche market game, and I am truly a niche of a niche of a niche market, so I wouldn't expect them to advertise that functionality because there's probably five people They had to build it in 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 the country You want to say,
1: this works (laughs) with that steering wheel we're one of only a few games that does you should totally buy this game
2: yeah. Well, I wouldn't complain if they do. Right. I will complain if it doesn't work, though. <laughs>
1: I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll be
2: right back.
3: Arizona's news talk leader, KFNX, AM 1100.
2: And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio, and the board is lighting up like a Christmas tree. We we
1: didn't even ask for it, but we will now. If you want to call us, it's eight six six five three six eleven hundred, which is on our website, by the way. You can always find that number and the time we air at chatterboxgameshow.com. All right, so you want to just go right to callers? Don't even talk let's, about that. Let's take some calls. All right, so uh, Joe from Pittsburgh is uh, you know he's number one, so he goes first. Joe.
2: What's up, guys? What's happening, Joe? Oh, I
1: can totally hear you.
2: Oh, not
0: much. Um, 3DO is actually one of the companies that published some games with Codemasters.
2: Seriously? Seriously, the US.
0: Like, well, are you ten, talking about in the last years three ago? years? Yeah. Uh, this is back when uh, Toka Touring Car Championship was out, so this was a while ago.
1: Okay, well then that's irrelevant. But this thank is you. like
2: back then when they were making games about like anthropomorphic eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Sampras Tennis with
1: two extra controller ports in the Genesis cartridge.
0: Well, I might be even going back a little bit more,
1: but... <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I just it's made it a weird face. I don't know times. what he was doing. <laughs> what a blast from the past. Dude, dude, I played a lot of that while I was in France, when I was like 16. Actually, a lot you, of Sampras you know what you tennis. reminded
2: me of? No. There was this European ad for a um, tennis game, and it was a magazine ad right and in europe they're a little bit looser with the restrictions of morality and such yeah, so, so ladies huffing and puffing no it was basically a picture of this girl on a tennis court except she wasn't a tennis player she was basically naked from the butt down yeah and she just had a t-shirt on and like she was like somehow like cramming or like posing a picture of the uh, a copy of the cartridge like right next to her butt. Okay. And she's just completely facing away from the That's camera. That's awkward. Your suggestion? Is she was cramming a, a disc it's, up her butt. It's it was it's like it's so contrived. You're just wondering like, what's what were they trying to communicate here? Because clearly, the butt has a lot of importance and value in this scenario. However, I think that would be a great new segment for the show. The what, cart- what were the marketers thinking? <laughs> the cartridge is also very important. So they're like, we need to depict these two objects as close to each other as possible.
1: Yeah, I actually want to talk about video game marketing uh, later in the show. I've got got something that I, I want to But this
2: isn't mention. about Butts or you. This is about Joe. Well, actually, Joe, it may be
1: about Butts. But uh, but but shoot, what, what can we do for you?
0: Well, I do have one thing about that kind of does involve marketing, actually, which is what I'm actually extremely angry about. But, uh, I gotta make one comment real quick on ours, uh, chassis. Uh, it's missing one key component. No, if
2: you, if you say drink holder, you will be summarily restrained and put away into an asylum. He might, he might be saying stick shift. You can say that. What are you going to say? No
0: comment. No, I'm going to say no comment. That's right. (laughs) Let let me tell you something.
2: Hey, Joe, do you you know why when they sell cars in Germany, they don't come with any cup holders? I I didn't know they had no cup holders. That's right. Because they're Nazis. Because, (laughs) (laughs) Because when they're driving, they are driving like bosses. They are not sipping on cups. They are not enjoying their cappuccino. They're not munching on fries. They're driving at 180 miles an hour down the Autobahn, and there's no time for drinks. Oh, how Ara wishes he lived near the Autobahn. <laughs> yeah, I kind of... Yeah, so. guess what?
1: <laughs> Your car right, would have to go well, much faster to make it over the pond.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> all what right,
1: has Joe, me so what angry else? is
0: Okay, so I picked up L.A. Noir. Good game, all that good
1: stuff. I've, I've heard about that game.
0: Very good. I already finished it, but what I'm, really has me peeved, so I beat the game and I go on Game Facts which is to see what people are saying about the
2: ending. To see how, how long the ending did it take you? Relevant. How many hours oh, did it take you?
0: Sixteen hours.
2: Okay, continue.
0: Um, and I realized there's these two other cases, right? That I never, I hadn't heard of. I said, "Oh, maybe I missed these." No, I didn't miss them because I didn't pre-order the game. I missed out on about three to four hours of gameplay. Now, I got one of the codes because I got it at GameStop, and my friend just gave me the code. But apparently there's one for Walmart, apparently there's one for, I guess, Amazon or Best Buy. These, now, you figure, if these cases were made and ready to go at the time of the launch of the game, they should have been in the game. And you can't even go to the Xbox Live Marketplace and be an idiot and pay for them if you wanted to, because they're just simply not available.
1: This, so this was now, my big argument at the the dawn of, of downloadable content, that they're going to make content that you don't get access to, even though it's already prepared.
0: Well, that's fine. You know what? They want to move wholesome stuff, whatever. But because I didn't buy the game from a select retailer, I'm literally being gypped a portion of the game. and I'm not going to go out and buy three copies of the game.
1: <laughs> Why not, dude? If you were a dedicated fan, you would do what it takes. <laughs> I'm not
0: that dedicated. I mean, that, that's a bunch of bull. What is? I mean, what I is get, the?
2: Do you know what the volume of this content is? Like, maybe it's really not case, all that much.
0: Well, each, no. Each case is about an hour. About an hour long. Some are a little less towards the end, but most of the cases are about an hour long. Like the the one I got to download was about an hour long.
2: Did you that one that you actually got to access? Would you say mm-hmm. you were? Satisfied or unsatisfied? I actually
0: was satisfied. It was actually pretty good. And I would I really did enjoy the game and I'm a little ticked that there's apparently two other cases that I'm not going to get to play simply because I didn't buy from that retailer or decide to buy the game three times.
2: Yeah, that's it's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird thing, right? Because you're basically ensuring that nobody will see all the content, no matter what they do.
0: Yeah, yeah and I think that's really weak because it's like it's like the pre order system had it's had a fly, I think, over the last five years where people realize the scare tactics of GameStop, whole, you're not going to get the game if you don't reserve it. They realize there's a little bull. So now the only thing they can do, and other retailers doing this, is trying to just get exclusive content. And it's one thing if it's like a, an outfit for your guy or a gun, but we're talking about storyline. That was essentially removed from your playing experience. I think that's pretty significant.
2: Are you uh, are you aware of uh, how the general populace is receiving this idea? Overall, I
0: honestly have no idea.
2: It's most, I, most, I would be most, kind of annoyed. I think if it was a game that I cared about, that I really liked, and if I well, if I knew that there was yeah, like, no way for me to get to all the parts of the game because I bought so it at PlayCity,
0: what if you found out there was ten courses that you got if you bought it here, but you didn't get those ten courses, but you got. Another ten courses somewhere else. And you were just gonna be screwed out of ten courses no matter where you bought it.
1: Are we talking about a dinner dinner eating game? No, it's I a
0: third three. I like, said like qu- courses.
2: I think he's talking about like tracks in a game. A oh. Car game. Yeah. Right. Making the car game analysis. I'm
1: thinking of cooking mama.
2: Indeed you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's coming to three D S man. Your mind's really in the gutter yet again, Cooking alive. What? <laughs> cooking mama? How is that a gutter? Yeah. Disgusting. Okay. So, you know, I got to say, Joe, I'm I'm really with you here. Uh the I'm sure that they will release it for purchase later. That's it would be weird if they didn't. Yeah. We, or that they'll release actually, a code to let you download it, you know, in a couple of weeks or something. We
2: actually it agree even with you.
0: Still having to purchase it later and being withheld from it where someone else got it for free still think is equally wrong because if it's available at launch, it should be in the game. No, everyone should have the same access to it.
1: I'm with you, and I've actually come to accept that a lot of games will have content that, you know, was maybe developed outside of the initial development cycle. So even if it's ready at launch, it's still downloadable content, and I accept that. And that's, uh, I think, that's especially true for games with, um, you know, music games where you're downloading songs, tracks, whatever. Yeah. A week after it comes out, you might have more, and and you have to, as the developer or the producer. Um, decide like where you're going to cut it off what's a reasonable amount for a game but i do think that as a result of that downloadable content they've lowered that threshold right because they know they can release more later they're not going to try and make the game as attractive on disc as they as they you know could or would otherwise um and i i think back to the days of like dancing's revolution right where before there was downloadable content on the on the playstation well maybe not in the u.s but there were like you know five different versions right and so each progressive version had more and more songs in it and uh if they had that unloadable content available, they'd probably just limit it to 30 songs. Every single game would just be 30 new ones. You can download whatever you want on the web. Uh, so it's a little bit annoying. But uh, when I was saying at least it's going to be available online, like at least it's there. You're not going to miss out on the content, at least by my estimation. But but I agree. Like, you want to have it now, um, and you shouldn't I'm, have to buy it from three different places. For
0: free, if they put it up for free later, no problem. I, I won't be as annoyed. But I guarantee you, they're going to run it for like 400 Microsoft points. And... Uh-huh. That's where I'm going to be. I'm very unsure about willing to get those two extra cases. Do,
1: do you think they will? I mean, uh, uh, did you play Red Dead no, Redemption at all? I haven't
0: read anything. I haven't read anything on what they're going to do either way. I couldn't really find anything on, and I, so I'm not really sure. I mean, what what their plans are for it.
1: Well, what's uh, what's Take Two's history on this? Do you know, Ara? No idea. So there's, this is this is another thing I wanted to talk about today. Actually, I had, had two big topics. Something about game marketing, oh, yeah. and then. Uh, L.A. Noir and, and
2: but more I, I, I want to ask Joe something, the most crucial question. Joe, what are you going to do about it?
0: That's exactly what I was going to ask you guys. Is What can we as gamers do to try to
1: Joe is not full of up? a lot of follow-through. We discussed how Joe did not contact me after promising he would in the mm. past. Yeah,
0: well, there were some problems
1: with that. Yeah, yeah. It never really happened. That's, no, that's what no, the problems No, no, it were.
2: absolutely happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just going to have to uh, vote with your dollar or not vote with your dollar. Well, the
1: problem is he only found out after he voted with the dollar.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, The dollars don't give you a lot of
1: votes. I wonder um, if the packaging identifies that there are, uh, you know, available scenes elsewhere. I doubt it, since it's only based on the store you bought it from. Anyway, we'll be right back and talk to Penn. Hello,
2: it's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woohoo!
1: All right, we are back, and I'm going to remind everyone to go to UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, our favorite little local university that uh, that makes games. Well, the, I mean, the people there make the games. It's good times. Anyway, we've also got—we uh, just finished talking to Joe, so thank you, Joe, for calling. We've got um, Penn15, longtime listener of the show, uh, giving us a call. So, so, Penn, you're on the air, sir.
3: Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight?
1: What's happening, Penn?
3: Uh, first off, I'd like to say uh, Joe is a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, thanks to DLC and uh, pre-orders, whenever I see a game that has pre-orders all over the place and uh, there's future downloadable content, I automatically know there's going to be a Game of the Year edition that bundles all of that up, and I pay 40 bucks for all of it instead of 60 bucks plus whatever they're going to charge later.
2: But, especially but like, if it's a take two game. But like two years later, right? Sometimes no, it's it can be really pretty fast. fast. It, it depends on the, market,
3: on the on
1: the timing. In this case, I bet it'll be out by Christmas. Yeah. Right. If it was a Christmas game, it wouldn't come out till maybe the following year. But since it's mid year, I bet there will be a, a Christmas edition.
2: All right, Joe Penn says you're a sucker. All right, t- 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 he's <laughs> not
1: here to defend himself. I,
3: I buy all my games game of the year now because it's it's just more convenient. I get a cheaper price and I get more content.
1: Wow, so do you just not buy a game unless it comes out
3: Game of the Year? Like, you'll just not buy it? Well, they usually uh, have a bunch of previews that say, oh, we're going to have downloadable content later. So they'll tell you ahead of time. So you know not to buy the specific game now, because there'll be a Game of the Year edition that'll have extra stuff that you can have.
1: All right. Well, that doesn't work very well for some games. Like online games, for instance. Like, if you want to play
2: with other people... They're either going yep. to
1: be ready to kick your ass hey, you know by the what? time you
2: join up. If you're if you're a kind of person who's willing to not be on the bleeding edge of the latest re- releases, I mean, you can save tons of money.
1: Dude, I was just reading a press release today that at E3, someone's going to be selling a portable Super Nintendo. Nice. Yeah, with a screen built in and everything. So if if you don't mind, I bet you could get it way cheaper than the original Super Nintendo. So I think they still right. something
3: like that on Think Geek also.
2: Yeah, yeah, so just wait uh, about twelve years. Yeah. No, then then you'll, <laughs> you will. Know, it'll no be problem. At your
1: fingertips, this whole gaming revolution.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if if you're if you really want a portable version of something gigantic, now just wait about two <laughs> decades.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Penn, what what uh, what can we do for?
3: Um, well, you guys were talking about uh, game manuals. Yes. And or the absence thereof. Yeah, and I always wanted to know why is it that a game company hasn't made a not only a game manual within the game but also a strategy guide
2: they they have made a game manual within a game and they have done it with grand turismo 5 very very formally there's in fact there's a selection in the game that says game manual
1: didn't ea say that they were going to do that with all their upcoming games
2: yeah basically ea apparently will be doing this with like all their games. That's why they're not going to put any manuals in the physical copy.
1: One of my questions is, are they going to actually put it in the software or are they going to make it available on the web? Who knows? I would say that they need to do it in the game, right? Because not everyone will have access to the web. Sure.
3: Well, what about strategy guides?
1: What about strategy guides? Um, Strategy guides are traditionally not developed by the people who
3: develop the game. Yeah, that seems kind of dumb because who would know better than the people who actually made the game?
2: Make yeah, the but game. like who would have less time?
1: But also, if you put the strategy guide in the game, that's kind of like giving permission to use all the cheats and whatever that are in the guide.
3: Yeah. Well, I- no, I, I specifically mean like games like, um, uh, like Street Fighter Four have a horrible way of teaching players how to play the game, and it would be nice if you know, after the testers were done testing, they just sat down and gave sort of their best strategies and they put it in the game.
2: What I do think would be better, I'm going to take what you said, Pen, and twist it around a few times, is that a game like Street Fighter, what it, what it really needs for new players is basically like a, just a whole new mode that's really intended to train you on various techniques. But I think that that type of mode, well, one, I think that, They they recognize that they don't need to make that to make their money, so they don't. And the other one is that the other part that ties into that is that you know it's it's a very laborious process to build modes like that and to do them right too.
3: Apparently the Soul Calibur team
2: doesn't have trouble doing it. Well, maybe they don't. I mean they.
1: (laughs) I I don't want to say that it's very thorough, but the 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 recent Street Fighter games, they I mean they have a whole mode that's all about learning the moves. And a big part of that game, at least for
2: beginners, a big part of the education is simply learning what
1: each character can do, right?
2: Yeah. I, I will say overall to, to both of you that there is so much more teaching potential from games that is not exploited when it totally can be.
3: By mean, the way, I responded to that, but I have no idea when you check your emails before the show. Dude, I have already gotten
2: both
1: of your both emails. Oh, okay. <laughs> And uh, just a heads up to anybody. If you want to email us, that's awesome. You know, alon at chatterboxgameshow.com, Ara at chatterboxgameshow.com. But you don't need to send it
3: twice. You just don't. Uh, it's because I sent it from a new email, that's why. Oh, you thought it might get spammed. So so I, I thought, oh, I, it, it'll it probably ignore it, so just in case I sent yeah, I'm it am from...
1: Yeah, I'm not that protective of my email. No, <laughs> I I got both, thanks. And I appreciated that each of them had 10 megabyte attachments. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All
3: oh, right, and- uh... Go ahead. And Capcom is lazy. That's why they don't do it.
1: That's not true, man. Those Japanese folks. I I think the team that makes Street Fighter is not exactly a creative team. I think they're more like very technical. Very, very technical. And then they get a few artists to make some cool graphics and that is about it. Like they are they are hardcore to the letter. And have, uh,
3: have you played Mortal Kombat?
1: Have I played Mortal Kombat? Yeah. What does that have to do with Capcom?
3: Because they're literally the opposite of Capcom in that they pack that game in. I mean, they give you stuff that you didn't even think you wanted. And then when you are actually playing it, you you love it.
1: You mean like an extra mode that's not just a one-on-one fighting
3: game? Well, no, like a story mode that actually has a story, not just a random text at the end of fighting ten dudes.
2: Yeah, I got I gotta say that all that Street Fighter like that like one sentence two sentence encounter business like that's wearing out a little thin lately.
1: I I swear they do it just to be funny, like to laugh Probably at themselves. Probably by now, by now, yeah. Because
3: it's so bad.
1: Yeah. Like H- Hakan, are you are you familiar with the cutscenes for Hakan?
2: Penn?
3: No, I don't remember
2: that.
1: Oh my god, it's gotta be on YouTube somewhere. It's. It's freaking hilarious. It's dude. like, well, it's
2: one of those old conventions that just never went away, like a cockroach. But yeah. there are
3: other examples, like the Tekken team. They do these awesome CG cutscenes at the end of their games.
2: So at least it doesn't make, the story
3: makes no sense, but at least you get a cool CG cutscene. So you yes. dead or alive.
2: The power of coolness always, always overturns lack of sense. I,
3: uh,
1: yeah, Aura, uh, you know what? I really like the CG cutscenes anyway. <laughs> yeah. But this was also back in the day when CG cutscenes were so far and away better than the graphics of the game that it you know, you were getting something you could only get in a cutscene. Now the graphics are so good in games that it's it's a not a, a very big leap to go to the CG scenes. In
3: fact I just I just think it's strange that Capcom gets such a pass from everyone. Like no one ever kind of craps on them for all the
2: stuff they do. But wait, what do they do? Well, they weren't like discovered for like doping or anything like that. <sighs>
1: What do they do that's so bad? So they, they don't have a very involved training
3: mode in their Shoe game. Big deal. And they have a one-sentence ending for every character. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. but those,
2: those, those things, though, I mean, even you know this. These, those things are just, th- those, are, those are the flourishes in the game. That's not the meat of the game itself. And, you know, Capcom gets their cred from the meat of the game itself, as they should.
3: And they rehash characters, and they rehash games, and they keep putting it out over and over again.
1: They tried to not rehash characters with Street Fighter 3, and look at how successful that
3: was. Um, that's one of my favorite ones.
1: Yeah, well, you're like the only one, because apparently nobody bought that game. Well, it was it was for sale, right, on the PS2? Street I thought
3: Fight- it was only on the Dreamcast, and that's why it had a bad time. I, I would, it
1: eventually came out on the PS2. Street Fighter 3?
2: Yeah. yeah. That was a good one.
1: But it was, uh, you know, it came out at a bad time. In, in the life cycle of the system. Nobody, nobody bought Street Fighter III. It was not available, perhaps. very. I mean, it was on the Dreamcast, like you said.
3: But it, Capcom uh, vs. US and K2, I think, was their best. Okay, that's I the missed that last thing you said. Did. Say it again. Capcom vs. US and K2.
1: Oh. Are you excited for Tekken versus Street Fighter? Is this something that's getting you going?
3: No. Uh, Tekken is dumb.
1: What about Street Fighter versus Tekken?
3: Uh, Tekken is still dumb.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, Street Fighter hasn't changed enough for me to be interested. Every time I play, I'm like, oh, yep, I'm still not very good. And, and the game refuses to teach me how to play, so I'm going to put it down.
1: Well, if you come hang out with us in Phoenix, I will show you some people who will teach you how to play, and you will see why that game is good.
2: Well, this is this is one of the unfortunate consequences of the, the potential of video games not being used to its fullest. Because I, I always like to say that, and this kind of leads into what we were talking about last week, Ben. You know, and I
3: responded to it in the email uh, that's why I, I was hoping you guys had already heard what I said.
2: Well, I didn't read it, but Alon did. But anyway, it's. I think in an ideal world, in my in my super ideal fantasy of life, right, this game could be built in such a way so that you, be, not being very good at it, right, or not not feeling like it's very accessible for you, or not making sense with you, or clicking with you, would have just the right type of interactive sequences that would engage you enough so that you can feel more accomplished and more competent and hopefully get you over this imaginary hump of difficulty, right? And so you'd get to the point where you would feel like, you know, you could actually you could actually hang with people who play the game, you know?
3: And and to be fair, it's mainly that I have bad habits from old Street Fighter playing that I can't get over.
2: Yeah, just... and you know what? Ironically, I'm, I'm the same way with those things, too. I just can't stop pulling out those dragon punches. It's like a, it's like a tick for me. All
1: right, well, Penn, thank you for calling. We're gonna to go to break. Um, and when we get back, we'll we'll talk about you know nakedness, boobs. That's that's what I got coming. Get ready, ready
2: for it. Beautiful. We're back. Once again, you're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. You promised me something before we went to break a line. I
1: did. What I did not promise you was an advertisement for UAT.edu, the website to the University of Advancing Technology. See, I to throw it in there. So um, I told you I want to talk about video game marketing. And uh, from time to time, I will find a, a marketing ploy for a video game, usually an upcoming game. Right?
2: Does it, does it, is this involving boobs? Yes, um,
1: as I suspected. But but more importantly, it's just uh, this. I don't I don't want to say it's new, but this uh, this increasing acceptance of advertising um, video games, which have traditionally been seen as child's media, right?
2: Right. Um, you mean with, with, what, what with the Portal Two billboards and such? Portal Two. Yeah. What does that have to do with porn? Advertising video games.
1: Well, yeah. If I had finished my sentence, I would have said. The the uh, increasing acceptance of advertising video games with porn. Ah, right. I uh,
2: and I'm, like, I interrupted at just the right time.
1: Like, there's no no messing with it. There's Duke Nudum. I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> Missed that one. Duke
2: Nudum. It's it's not at DukeNudum.com, which is weird. They is that might... the one that you and Molly were talking about? Wasn't there some video game related porno that you, you or was it, or that was like Batman, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that's just a porn movie based on the Dark Knight. I see.
1: Yeah, no, okay. there's the the whole porn parody thing is really really big right now. So you're
2: not talking about porn parodies of games. You're talking about like literally advertising. Like, no, this and, is this is official
1: marketing for Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. Uh, called Duke Nukem, and I wrote about it a little bit on um on Golgatron. So if you go to Golgatron right now, it's it's the first article. Okay. I'm going to be quiet for there. a second
2: because I need to visually inspect something.
1: Yeah. So the article's up there. And um I actually put a bunch of the pictures that that the game provides to you right there that one on the end there or is looking at the screen now that's Rosie Jones she's a very very popular uh british british fashion model not not so much fashion but booby model anyway um Duke Nukem is an inter- interactive game like it is it is actually a game there's elements of it uh so it tries to be like like Duke Nukem in that there's a screen and you shoot stuff right and so there's four different girls you pick which girl you want to play and it's you know kind of like strict poker where if you beat her then she takes clothes off and if she beats you you're supposed to take your clothes off um so i was naked in the
2: room a lot while playing this game you, you know that uh, the game can't tell if yes you, if you've actually well i mean it could done it or not
1: i have a camera on my laptop but i wasn't using it
2: the future um, of connect right yes The game will not progress until you remove the article of clothing. Exactly.
1: So you pick between the – there's one one girl, the boss, Rosie, actually. uh, You can't pick until you beat the other ones. But uh, you can pick girls one, two, or three, and then, you know, these targets – so it's a – like a warehouse-looking room, and these uh, virtual targets come up on the screen. They look like aliens, and you have to make sure you shoot the aliens and not the the humans. And um, then targets. One of the other girls, you're shooting targets, and they just pop up, and you have to hit the right target as opposed to you know the wrong target that she's shooting. Um, and point is, there's there's actually a skill associated with it. You have to you know move your cursor properly and shoot. It's not just you know, press a button a million times and you get through the level. So anyway, when as you beat her, it, it switches off to video and it shows her, you know, taking off her shirt and then taking off her pants and then taking off her top. And it's, you know, it's full nudity there. It's, I mean, not full, but you know, top side, uh, meaning it's not censored, right? And then uh, when you when you finish, when you actually win with with each girl, you can get, you know, downloadable rewards. So you play a game. When you succeed, you get video reward plus you get downloadable reward. Which is, you know, to advertise the game. It's a desktop image that has, uh, you know, desktop background image. Um, and there's also a cheat code. If you enter a cheat code, which is entered much in, in the way of traditional Duke Nukem games where you just start typing on the keyboard, right? And it pops up the thing and you, anyway, um, it'll give you access to a gallery that you couldn't get normally and you can access, um, you know, the, the pictures that you, would normally have only gotten if you beat the girls. Now
2: I'm I'm confused by something.
1: What are you? Is there some about?
2: point where you have to prove your age to you access the nude content?
1: The very first thing you do as soon as you start the game, it just has asks how old you are. Instead oh. of a drop down to say I was born on this day and date, it just um, you know, just says it has a box, and if you put in presumably over eighteen, I put in my age, so I was fine.
2: Hey guys, everybody put in you're over eighteen, even if you're not, it doesn't yeah. really check.
1: <laughs> um, exactly. So. What I what I wrote in my article here is that they actually did a better job of recreating the game experience
2: than you know other porn promotions. But, but here's but, what I'm confused by. I this sounds like not a, a, a development of evolution, but it's Duke Nukem. Well exactly. That's that's what I was just getting
1: at. It's it's more like the actual game. It's actually catering to the style of the game. And in fact, yeah,
2: like when, I can totally see this being done for Duke Nukem, but I mean are there other games that do this? Yeah, Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Bayonetta's got a little bit of that fetish action Bay- going. Too, I don't though. know if you
1: remember me talking about it, but um, I also—it's another thing—I put on on Golgotron. Apparently, mm-hmm. I only write about nudity um, on Golgotron. But uh, there, they had like four or five girls dress up as Bayonetta and do these these videos that you could embed, you know, on your own website if you wanted um, to help spread the word about Bayonetta. And they all like were were suggestively licking lollipops because the Bayonetta character looks a lollipop yes. and she's all sexual and whatever um and it, it was actually produced by playboy it was on playboy's website where you watch these videos and there was no direct link it wasn't telling you you know what i might be lying here i don't remember if it if it linked back to the official bayonetta website but duke Nukem is all about you know go to the duke nukem website you know go learn about duke nukem forever which is coming out soon and right. um, what i didn't mention is in those videos you know how i said like uh they're there's the game portion, and then there's the the video cutscene bit. Okay. Um, the video cutscene, there's also Duke Nukem's voice, like the, I want to say the real Duke Nukem, but like the the Duke Nukem voice. That's real sexy. Right.
2: Yeah. he's to get you in the mood. He's right. He's all like,
1: Ooh yeah. Nobody minds if I take off my pants, do ya? And like the girls all make these big faces when he takes off his pants because they're wowed by his manliness. And um, it, it's very much like you, in you tune got, with the. You got stood up
2: by Duke Nukem in the game.
1: What are you He's talking totally about?
2: You got stood up by Duke Nukem. Uh, he came in and he totally. No, took you his are spot. you are Duke Nukem. Oh, You're that's put, supposed to be you. Yeah. You're supposed to imagine yourself uttering the manly utterances of Duke yes. Nukem. I see. Yes.
1: see. But my my point is that they've, you know, it's not just something they paid some some lackey here make something. Like they actually apparently provided some content. The guy who did the voice and, and the th- the theme of the game. Like I'm overdoing it a bit. Really, yeah. it's just a little booby fest.
2: Did right? you did you think you were? You like role play, where you're like pretending you're Duke? No, no, okay.
1: no. But I gotta tell you, beating the last boss—it's—it's it's got pro- progressive difficulty. It's really hard. Very, I didn't beat her.
2: Very satisfying end. Yeah,
1: yeah uh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't. I never beat her. It was too hard. But uh, indeed, it was. You, you can check the code and all that, and just pull the video files down yeah. if you really
2: want to. Perhaps it wasn't hard enough.
1: Yeah. Anyway, for listeners of this program, if you go and go to, there's a link to it on Golgatron. I, I don't know what the hell the actual website is, um, because it's weird, but uh. Go there, and then if you want the, the, the cheat code, it's DN, like Duke Nukem, items, and that'll unlock it.
2: So you, I, didn't even, I
1: didn't even put that in the article.
2: You know what this reminds me of? No, I don't. Way, way back when. When, when you were 13? When I was When I was young, and a young lad. Yes. Got that right this time. <laughs> back in the PlayStation days, one of my friends came over once, and I don't even know where he got this, right? But this was back in the day... Back in the time of when there was, you know, some of this PlayStation modding going on, right? So he's like, "Look, I got this, I got this mod modded PlayStation disc, right? So we put it in, right? And it's it's this really really bad compressed video of it's just some pornography, right? It plays but as, runs on the PlayStation, but but runs only on the PlayStation. And I'm not talking PS2, like the PlayStation, the no, first no,
1: one. Yeah, I've seen that,
2: right? And not only was it horrendous, but somebody somewhere in the world took it upon themselves to dub the voices. <laughs> it's like this Russian dude and he's like and there's no speech in this this video. There's there's only utterances. Okay There are no words being spoken. There's just moans. It's higher quality than that.
1: Yeah. It is. And it's all flash based and whatever. So anyway, I urge you to go check it out. And then, well, I, I refer to the uh, the Bayonetta article. But, but again, the overarching point, first of all, that they did a better job. And second, that marketing games, it's apparently become acceptable to market uh, with just straight up porn. And I don't know what to say about that. Like, I like it. That's cool. Yeah. But uh it's it's pointing towards, you know, a change.
2: Well, one um, day, one day we'll get to the level of the Europeans and we'll be able to show tennis butts.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, tennis butts are are all right. I have a feeling if
2: well, if they showed more that'd be a problem. Perhaps. So we got a little bit of time left. 2 minutes. Uh, 2 minutes. I got I got a quickie right here for us. Here's an interesting story I, I, uh, somebody brought to my attention. Video game 30 playing seconds, 30 in,
1: seconds.
2: Video game playing increases food intake in teens. Okay. There's a study that basically found a, a correlation that a single video session of gameplay in healthy male adolescents is associated with increased food intake, regardless of appetite sensations. And so I'm wondering... Man, I would be so fat if that were true. Where does this come from? Because it doesn't work. It doesn't I don't get it. Like when I'm playing games, if I'm eating, this is such a distraction. Yeah. No, I think
1: it's generally like, sitting and doing nothing that causes people to eat a lot. Because television will do the same thing.
2: I, I would probably attribute it to that more than anything. But else. I'm with you. Gaming, I actually don't want to eat. Because I don't want my controller to mm-hmm. get all gross. Yeah. But I was thinking also it might have something to do with, you know, you're using a lot of brain cells when you're gaming. And so maybe that you're using up all those carbs because that's what your brain runs on. Okay. So maybe it might... No, uh, yeah. No, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Maybe. Uh,
1: well, in my final bit of advice before we end the show this week, I'll let you guys know I finally saw the human centipede this weekend. And you should not.
2: And as I as I expected. Suspected. Good night, everyone. Good night.
0: You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info in the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.